So the, the question is to um, restate the larger intention of the 32 parts of the body practice. Um, the short answer is we will do it and then we'll see for ourselves through our own direct experience. But um, what I, I mean, the 32 parts of the body is a practice to really bring deeper and deeper awareness into the true nature of the body to understand its true nature. And uh, we live in this body 24-7 from the time of our conception until our death. And so uh, this is our life. And so we're bringing our awareness into this body and to become mindful of what is evoked physically, mentally, and emotionally as we go through the different parts mentioned last night that one of the most profound aspects of this practice is perhaps the realization of the erroneous view of self, I, me, and my. The experience potentially of lessening profoundly our suffering and pain and experiencing deeper freedom. How's that? (laughs) Please. Yeah. Yeah. So please correct me if I don't if I don't uh, restate your question a hundred percent. But I'm, what I'm hearing and understanding is about this aspect of bringing more love or gratitude into the body with the practice. And I would say definitely. And but the way that we approach working with the body is very interesting. The way that I find that seems to be the most helpful is to just bring awareness to see it in from a very neutral, matter-of-fact perspective. It is up to us to, you know, some of us might go to a place of feeling disgusted by it. Some of us might, I mean, I remember one person saying, I just love my large intestine. She was having so much problems with her intestines and, and she had some experience of making peace with it and, and there's all this gratitude. And, and it came about through her willingness just to be with it matter-of-factly. At times it brought up feelings of sadness or anger or repulsiveness, but then through embracing it and acknowledging it, she shifted her way of, of relating with it. And so um, I find that bringing in just this very matter-of-fact neutral perspective is very helpful but just kind of see it as it really is also though at the end of the practice I always feel it's very helpful to acknowledge that this body with all these parts this is the vehicle that we live inside of every single day of our lives and this it's inside this body that we experience awakening loving kindness freedom and peace and so this is a very important aspect holding it in that type of caring and reverence. Yeah. Please. you want to use this? Yeah. So I'm a convert because this wasn't a practice that I ever did very much of before I met Bob. And I remember last year when I left this retreat, which was 
the third or fourth time we'd done it together, for quite some time after the retreat, I was aware that this amazing body that does all of these things that you're going to hear about in the next couple of days is just rolling along without any input from me particularly, at least not from my conscious self, and that it is producing me in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so it it is... It seems pretty simple at the beginning. We're just going through this list. We're telling you the parts. We're talking about what they do. You'll see us by tonight. You're going to have a much clearer sense of how this works. Um, but I would just advise all of us to sort of wait for the cumulative impact because it almost certainly will be there. And it will be interesting to see how each one of you holds the body or how the body holds you, maybe it's the better way to say it, when we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I a, when I was in college, I was studying physiology, and, um, and it was the first epiphany I ever had was studying all the body and all the parts, and it's like, it made me realize there must be something more than, you know, just... Hmm. Complexity and the inner connection and how it works just put me in awe. Yeah. Before I had any spiritual anything. Going yeah. On. So that was my entrance. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so describing, I think probably most people heard of the, the awe in studying physiology and the wonders of this body. As a matter of fact, when I teach the 32 parts of the body class in Santa Cruz, I've actually befriended the anatomy professor at the local community college, and so we go there for a field trip about three months in, and we get on our gloves, and we go into the anatomy labs, and, and we work um, with you know seeing the body, holding some of the parts, uh, and really beginning to understand this is a body. So we might have time for one or two more. You had it. Yes, I was curious as, as you're doing the guided meditation, you kind of scan through giving us a lot of ideas of what to, to pay attention to, look at. Mm-hmm. Is it better as you get started to pick kind of a grounding sensation mm-hmm. that you stay with and then allow yourself to go to others and then come back instead yeah. of kind of the scanning process that we did? That, thank you, that's a wonderful question. That's what I was hoping that you would get. And, and, and yes, uh, to, I think it's good to stay anchored with one object, such as sensations, which seems a, it's a very primary, large uh, place to bring attention to. But for example, I, I think I brought in the other senses because they do spark and become alive at various moments. Uh, you probably all heard at a certain moment that an airplane flew by and perhaps it caught your attention. And in that moment, you can just know sounds. Or if there's a coughing in the room, and in that moment, you know hearing. And then we can come back again into um, sensations in the body. If all of a sudden we're kind of regurgitating a little bit of breakfast and all of a sudden I'm feeling some tasting in my mouth and then in that moment we can be mindful of tasting and then come back to the sensation so we can use that as the primary practice and if all else fails I didn't mention this we can always just come back to the breath too 
to just be anchored, but we're expanding into this body, the breath, there's the sensations, there's, there's a lot that's going on underneath the hood, and we'll actually further investigate as we go into the body parts. Yeah? Okay. So, yeah, come back to the sensations. Yeah. So I think we'll make a, a couple... Was there a question? Oh. It's going to be very brief, because we're going to go into announcements and then a group. Is it a brief one? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, it's, it's just to do with the revulsion. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I feel such strong revulsion about some of this stuff that I just think, <laughs> well, I'll just skip that one. I, I mean, I won't come to that one when I know that's on the list. And it's partly from how I was raised to uh-huh. just never speak of, never think of, and certainly not in public speak or think of these things. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting how feces is... Why is feces next to the brain? <laughs> I think the Buddha had a sense of humor. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe, you know, there's something there. that's something to ponder. But, um, you know, actually, well, as we look into feces, and I don't know if feces is, is your bag, what you're talking about, but it's very interesting. Like in science, actually, that, that has very important... Uh, aspects of being able to identify illness, habitat, uh, so forth. So again, we may bring to some of these parts a whole series of history and reactivity, but, and and that's to be, that's to be part of the field of what's evoked and to be acknowledged. And at the same time, when we look at it from a very matter of fact point of view, feces or phlegm or this or that is, is just what it does. And, and, and it's part of the functions that make this body into what it is. And, and we're not trying to say for you to be in love with it or to not be in love with it, but to, this is the functions of what it actually is. And we bring to it, we, this evokes, oh, feces, potty talk. We, all of us have kids, we know about potty talk, it goes on and on. But it's, you know, we're just penetrating into these parts. So you may, yes, discover that evokes this whole history of reactivity. And that's to be, ah, okay, can I use that as a practice to acknowledge and bring awareness to and investigate so that it all becomes part of the practice rather than it being bypassed. Just like when we sit in our regular mindfulness practice, you know, we're invited to just acknowledge it all, not pushing it away. But if you, you, know, if you need to, we won't make you put your nose in it. <laughs> so anyways, I better go on to the announcements. And... Um, someone had asked where the interview rooms are, and so you'll see if you pass the bathrooms, there's some series of, of interview rooms here with numbers on them.